everybody. Welcome to another edition of The Gray Zone. I'm your host, Ryan Anderson. Once again, joined by my co-host, Mr. Kyle Ibsen. How's everybody doing? Hope everybody had an awesome Halloween. I know we didn't do a Halloween special this year, but um, I hope it, everybody had a nice Halloween. Mine was pretty relaxing, so. Uh, I mean, a nice, safe, spooky Halloween, you know. Uh, unfortunately, we didn't get to do Halloween episode. I mean, unfortunately, in general, we haven't been able to pretty much speak to you guys in a while. But we're here to bring you probably. I mean, I'll say I'm I'm very excited about this episode because we have a lot of shit to talk about. Like, like so much shit to talk yeah, about. Right, Kyle. I'm. I'm pretty stoked. I mean, all different sorts of stuff, like, you know, the new Suicide Squad movie, pretty pretty dope, not gonna lie. I mean, Spider-Man's around the corner, the new Hawkeye uh, series is coming out soon, which I'm excited for as well. Haven't seen Eternals yet, so we'll, we'll, we'll definitely cover that once I go ahead and get that done. But, yeah, there's some pretty cool stuff going on right now, man. I'm, I'm, I'm pretty excited. Yeah, I mean, me too. I mean, in fact, I mean, I guess what... Let's let's start out. Where, where do you want to start? You want to start off with Suicide Squad, or you want to start off with yeah? Let's Shang Chi. Let's, let's recap Suicides. Let let let's recap Suicide Squad. We'll get that out of the way, um, and everything. Which, by the way, totally totally redeemed itself. I have to say. Yes. Like thank I, you, James Gunn. Like the first one. I know. Thank you, James Gunn. I also love that Sean Gunn was Weasel in it. <laughs> I hope they bring him back just for a little cameos. <laughs> Especially since, uh, spoiler, Weasel ends up losing. I mean, uh, w- uh, alive at the end. Sorry, but yeah. Um, I mean, I mean, it does. The movie's been out for three months now. Oh yeah, okay. No, you know, I guess we really don't have to spoil alert. You know, three months. Yeah, three months. Yeah, it's been it's been out for a bit now, and I have to say I was very impressed. Like the first one just doesn't exist. We can kind of say that. It, you know, it's just Correct. it's whatever. That was a that was a demo. You know. Um, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and I, and I, one thing I'm very happy with what they did with the new Suicide Squad movie is it wasn't all about Harley Quinn, you know, for example. Obviously, I know the Joker wasn't in it and neither was Deadshot. But I got to say, man, like the, they did a pretty good job uh, replacing uh, Deadshot, even though it wasn't, you know, a new Deadshot. But, mm-hmm. you know, also and also having my, uh, Michael uh, Cena in it or, or uh, was that his name? I'm trying to remember. Yeah. So. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, John Cena. I was thinking. I was thinking of Michael Sarah for a second. A <laughs> totally different actor. Um, I was like, Michael Sarah. Yeah, I was like, uh, uh, it would have been funny if Michael Sarah was to play that character with his like super light voice. I mean, that would actually be kind. Of, it would be kind of hilarious. It would be sarc. I was sarcastic, but yeah, dude. I mean, yeah, that movie. Even... Yeah. <laughs> it made me even excited for. Um... Uh, the the movie that's actually going to come out with uh for uh John Cena as well like what the standalone spinoff that they're doing from Suicide Squad but what yeah, was the, uh, what was your some yeah, of, the... some of your favorite parts who is your favorite character I'm actually gonna start right there who was your favorite character in Suicide Suicide Squad two and I know exactly who mine was I mean it, it, I mean uh, it's kind of tough man I would say it's either John Cena's character Peacemaker. Uh, very up there. I mean, dude was funny. I did not expect him. Peacemaker. Yeah, to, no, he to, did. To, he did a fantastic job. He did a fantastic job. But Bloodsport is awesome, dude. Bloodsport is awesome. Like, I didn't even talk about this, man. Love Idris it. Elba is is such a good actor, dude. I mean, just that as an actor, 
in general. It's like he kind of just sucked in that role. No disrespect to Will Smith, but Will Smith was not missed at all in this movie. And the fact is, and he was, and he was the best okay, part of the yeah. first one, honestly. Yeah, he was. And the thing, uh, apparently, when they were uh, in the development of it. Uh, they actually wanted Idris Elba to just overall replace Will Smith as still Deadshot, but then they changed it to um, changed it to Bloodsport. Uh, apparently, Warner Brothers was pushing to that, but then James Gunn was like, "No, we'll just have him play Bloodsport." And I'm like, like I said, thank you, James Gunn. See what happens, Warner Brothers, when you like directors, you know, direct a movie. But anyway, <laughs> like this, like just from his opening introduction to the scene with his daughter in prison, they're all like. Fuck you, fuck you, fuck you, fuck you. I was like, okay. Like, I'm so, like, he's, he's just such a total badass. And let's be real, non-spoiler, he is a better shooter than John Cena because as we've seen, uh, when he, I mean, we don't eliminate it, Peacemaker, what did, he, what did he say? John Cena has bigger bullets. Bloodsport has smaller bullets. We see smaller bullets beats bigger, bigger bullets. <laughs> So that that's I mean that's because you have the hollow you, you guys, Yeah, you guys try saying that, but yeah, um, that's my favorite character. I'm pretty sure you might you probably gonna say the same. Am I right? Uh, actually, no. What? You know who my favorite was? Who? Milton. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Freaking Milton. I love I love those small things. I did okay. Yeah. No. I just I really wanted to say Milton. That's why I was asking that question. And I and it's funny because you know when you go and rewatch the movie, you're like he actually was in a lot more scenes <laughs> than you realize. Like he was always just there in the background, and he didn't notice until Bro. obviously they 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 until they pointed that out and stuff. It's like wait, Milton? Who's Milton? He's like Milton. He's so nice. He's we were talking for hours on the bus and everything. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's like he was with us the whole time. <laughs> yeah, he's been with us the whole entire time, and Harley's just like, I don't know a Milton. Who's Milton? I love how at the end too, she goes to, to uh, Bloodsport and is just like, Yeah, you're Milton. He's like, I'm not Milton. She's like, What are you talking about? We talked on the bus for hours. It was great. <laughs> like, it's like she doesn't even know who the heck she talked to like earlier that day. It's so funny. Um, I I thought that was great. The giant starfish thing was great too. Um, actually, one uh. So one character I actually really liked that I didn't originally think I would like too much is Ratcatcher. I actually think that's a pretty pretty dope ability. I mean, the rats did save the world. It is I used dope. to have pet rats when I was younger, yeah. so I like it personally. They think about it. Think um, how many rats there are in the world. Like that's a very that's a very good skill slash power ability to have is to be able. It's like rats can controlling... chew through steel. Exactly. It's like Ant Man controlling ants. It's like no, like imagine controlling rats. You know what I mean? It's, it's almost similar. Yeah. Yeah. Do you think uh, this is a this is just a random question, totally off topic, kind of related to it? But do you think like Ant Man or Ratcatcher would be able to control Beast Boy if he was like that animal? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just wondering. Uh, you know, it was just a uh, random no. thought. I'm just like, I don't know about Ant Man because he does. Ant Man doesn't really necessarily like control them. He just he kind of like talks to them and they listen to him in a sense, yeah. but Ratcatcher actually could like full on control the rats, which is nice with that like device that her dad made, I guess. But she's, but what's weird is that she could still talk to the rats without the device. So I don't know if it's actually like some sort of power or whatever, but I think that's a pretty, uh, I think she's pretty underrated in my opinion, just like how Squirrel Girl is in the, in the Marvel uh, universe in the comics. Uh, but I'm not mm -hmm. obviously getting into her, but 
Ratcatcher was great. Yeah, no, um, Bloodsport was uh, definitely one of my favorites. I definitely have to say that. But uh, one one person I'm really sad they killed off though was Polka Dot Man. I loved Polka Dot Man. Yeah, I, want, I, I wanted them to keep Polka Dot Man. He was awesome. Yeah, I mean, dude, it's I, I love all the other stuff he's in too. Yeah, I mean the fact that he sees everything as his mom. I don't know. That's just really funny to me. And yeah, but yeah. it's like, wait. Was, so does he hate his mom? Does he love his mom though? Because it's like, you know, like no, he, everything makes it look like he hates his mom. But then in the club, he's like dancing with his mom. I think he you know? hates his like, I, he's I, like I, having a good time. Oh, entirely. I think he hates his mom because you know they said that she used to experiment with him and the siblings. Now it also makes you think: Does he have is any of his siblings still out there with similar abilities? I mean, I guess that's something that we can see. Uh, hopefully they haven't announced it, but if there is a Suicide Squad three, yeah, I mean uh, it's actually pretty interesting with the, that. with the whole story. Yeah, it's a pretty interesting with the whole story though. With um, with Polka Dot Man, one thing that I, I'm glad they tied in, especially because I'm I'm a you know a, a big fan of the Flash, is actually the fact that the, his mom was somehow she experimented stuff. You know, it was all through Star Labs, which is actually what the Flash pretty much runs out of and stuff like that and everything. Like that's the lab he works in. Um, mm-hmm. which is actually kind of funny too, because I think that actor is a DC fan because he was in, uh, the dark Knight series, you know, the Christian Bale Batman movies. Cause he played, uh, he was in, I, I know at least like two of them. He played that, the psycho dude, you know, I know he was re- wearing Rachel's name tag when a uh, Harvey mm-hmm. Dent like found her or found him in the, in the back of the ambulance or whatever. And he yeah. was like interrogating him in the alleyway, you know, he's in that. But he also plays uh, Abracadabra in The Flash, who is like a villain from the future who travels back in time. The dude's like a super genius and magician, but he uses mm-hmm. technology for his magic tricks. It's And he does great. So I'm thinking that that actor is actually like a DC fan because I haven't seen him in any Marvel stuff. You know, I've always seen well, him in mean, DC he, stuff. Well, he wasn't. Um, he is. Um, a side note, he's apparently he's voicing um, Penguin. And a Batman animated movie that should be coming out uh, at the end oh. of the year. Uh, so you may be onto something as far as him being, you know, super DC fan. But he actually is. He's on uh, Ant-Man, Ant-Man the Wasp, speaking of Ant-Man. He's part of uh, the, Lang, the, the Lang crew. Pretty much the one that's... Oh, dude, the, you're right. Yeah, the, we were saying, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. So he's, yeah, he's, yeah. That movie he's always as well. hanging out with his Hispanic buddy. He's always hanging out with his uh with with uh with Scott Lane's uh like Hispanic uh, buddy and stuff like that. Oh uh, man, what's his I, name? I can't believe I don't remember their names. Michael Pena. Michael Pena. Uh, Michael. Yeah, Luis. that's his Luis. name. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Luis yeah. Ti. Um, he's part of he's part of like part of the group. He's the the Russian dude, Serbian dude, Russian dude. Uh, yeah. So I, he's in a lot of comic book oh, stuff. Yeah, so that's actually pretty that. cool. So the dude's a nerd. I love him. He's someone that I could relate with. I absolutely love that. But Suicide Squad 2 was fantastic. I love the part where they kill everybody in the jungle and they think they're taking out the enemy and they're like, why didn't my guys notify me that you were here? And they're like, oh, shit. (laughs) (laughs) I loved it. Yeah, I mean, that... that, No, go on. What's up? Uh, I was going to say, one thing I didn't like is the... uh, Oh, I think we're on a delay. I don't know. You can keep going. Uh, what I was going to say was just that there's just a lot of unexpected in the movie. Like, even the opening scene when Team One just gets completely obliterated 
on the island, and I'm just kind of like, what the hell is going on? Because a lot of these people who were getting killed were people who were on the first Suicide Squad movie. And then they show except for uh, except for Harley Quinn, <laughs> Harley Quinn, yeah, and um, Rick Flag. Then they switch to the other team, and I'm just like, oh. But when they killed um, who's the what's the name of the character from the dude from Guardians of the Galaxy that plays Yondu? Yeah, I'm trying to I'm trying to remember. He was also in um, I think I he was also in Jumper too. I know he played a. Uh, uh, yeah. Hayden Christensen's dad in Jumper. Michael, I forget his Michael, name, but Michael Rooker. Michael was, Rooker. He plays. Yeah, Savant. I was really Savant. hoping that he was going to. I was really hoping that he was going to like survive, honestly. But I wonder if um, James Gunn was just like you know, because obviously he you know him, Sean Gunn, and then uh, he was also in the you know they're all part of the Guardians crew. So I wonder if he's like, hey, I need to fill the spot. Do you just want to do it for fun, real quick? And I'm sure he was like, yeah. I'll go ahead and do that. Sure, why the hell not? <laughs> exactly. So, because I want to see him in more yeah. stuff. And I thought he was gonna be like some big badass. I mean, you first see him, he's throwing a rubber ball against the wall. He kills a bird, and you're kind of like, oh man, this guy's about to fuck shit up. And then when they get to the island, he starts screaming and running and trying to swim back, and he gets his head. <laughs> then Amanda Waller blows up his head, and I'm just like, damn, this whole movie. It's not what I thought it was going to be. And I feel like that's one of the reasons why I really liked it. Because the whole movie was unpredictable. Yeah, you didn't see it coming. You didn't see any of it really coming, which is what was nice. Like, you, like each time you're following something and it just, like, turns out it's a it's something different that's going on. Like, how they killed everybody. And it's like, oh, that was part of the team. Oh, shit. I didn't think that they would be part of the team. You know, yeah, and then stuff like that. You think he's gonna be a badass and all this stuff, and all of a sudden he just dies, and you're like, oh man, because you know it. It sucks because his character it seems like just keeps dying in all of his roles now that he's doing. So I, I hope they kind of bring him back in a bigger role again, mm-hmm. you know, as something, um, you know, in some sort of continuity or difference. I mean, heck, maybe with the whole multiverse thing that they're gonna eventually dive into in Marvel, he'll come back in there. But I, I have a lot of hope for DC. I mean, um. My favorite movie from DC by far was Shazam until Suicide Squad 2 came out. And, you know, I mean, and luckily they fixed it with the Zack Snyder version of Justice League 2. So I'm starting to see a lot of hope for DC and I can't wait to see the kind of stuff that they make from here on out with everything. Yeah, I totally agree. Uh, You know, they had their DC fandom. We saw uh, there's the uh, Batman trailer, which is coming out in March, looks promising. You have the Black Adam movie. That's coming out. That looks promising. So hopefully, you know, competition's good. You know, like if DC's at its best, that just means Marvel has to try harder and vice versa. That means we're getting quality content from two powerhouses. So yeah, like, I, I mean, I yeah. think someone at Warner Brothers finally was like, "I think we should listen to the fans." Yeah, <laughs> listen, just listen, to... yeah, listen to the fans and let the directors direct. You know, stop getting yeah, in the way. Yeah, it's not like Michael Bay with just explosions. Yeah, yeah. I right, speak of Michael Bay. Apparently, he has a new movie coming out it's called Ambulance, and I saw like thirty minutes or oh, thirty minutes, thirty seconds of the trailer, and there's like fifteen explosions. So, Michael Bay, you do you. That's a lot <laughs> of explosions in the movie. He's sure. still Michael Bay, but it, all right. So the other movie that came out, like three weeks after Suicide Squad, which we didn't get to talk about, is Shang-Chi, The Legends of the Ten Rings. Now, we talked about Shang-Chi 
numerous times in other episodes talk about the part of the Ten Rings or we were doing verses yeah, like we did like Sean Chi versus stuff. Daredevil, the Mandarin. But now that we saw the character uh, displayed on the big screen, what did you think of the movie? What did you think of um, just how everyone was, was portrayed? It was great. I mean, some things like, you know, and, uh, and I'm okay with it as long as they do it right, which it seems like they are doing, you know, when they do some slight changes. Uh, kind of like, because I know the Ten Rings weren't normally, like, supposed to be on the arm like that. That's kind of not normally how they were in the comics. But I'm actually, I actually didn't mind that personally. Um, yes. But I, I really liked that. And I think that, I mean, I know I haven't seen Eternals yet. I don't know if there's any connection to it. But I think that, you know, the technology of those rings has to do with either the Eternals or cosmic beings or something like that. Uh, you know, when it comes to tying in all of that, but I love the movie. Um, thank you, Marvel for fixing the Mandarin. You guys, I, I, I was really scared for a bit, but I just want to say thank you for fixing yes. that because, Oh my gosh. I, I like after Iron Man three, I was like, that's not the Mandarin, but I love how they even tied it in from Iron Man three. They got the actor, you know, to show back up. He's being kidnapped in the basement. He's like, oh, I'm clean now. Everything's great. It's awesome. You know, I love how they brought that little, like, I guess you could say, <laughs> I, I don't know if it's Easter egg or not, but, like, the dude's just crazy and nutty, and I actually kind of hope he's just, like, a random side character in a lot of other uh, Marvel movies. But I love that. Um, I think we also did say before in one of our podcasts, I don't know if, uh, I don't remember if we for sure did or not, but I think we were talking about, you know, was that uh, Wong fighting Abomination, which, boom. <laughs> Turns out it totally was. Yep, I believe that was literally our last podcast we talked about that because you're like, oh no, that kind of like Wong. It was, it was that or the one before, and but you know we just couldn't really see. But it's interesting that it looked like that the, you know the fight was rigged because after he's like, you gotta like, you know we trained you know so you could pull your punches and stuff. I'm like, huh? And then they like left together. So I really wonder yeah. what Wong. Like obviously, Wong does some pretty interesting stuff in his spare time. Exactly. <laughs> I, have to I mean, say. think about. It. I mean, so. he's probably bored. He's just sitting there in the sanctum. You know, has nothing to do. You know, he's probably just bored. So you like, you know what? I'm gonna go. Let me go fight real quick. Let me just, you know, let yeah. me just spin my thingy and just go into the portal and then boom, I'm in China and I'm fighting. I'm fighting. Yeah. Um, I thought, I, but I also liked how they made the Mandarin, like, powerful, which, and one thing that they did, uh, which I thought was interesting, you know, they actually kind of, like, you know, you, you actually kind of had some sympathy, like, you know, like, uh, at least I did, I kind of, I pitied the guy a little bit, you know, because yeah. he he also actually found happiness, he he left the bad stuff behind when, you know, once he had his, like, with his wife and everything, but it's, you know, her death is just what put him back on that bad path so it just shows like someone could be that bad and they could really change for the better yeah i mean, kind of like how uh you you know how we felt bad for thanos eventually like you know like in endgame right before they chop his head off in the beginning you know he's like you know when he's talking to uh nebula he's like oh i perhaps i treated you too harshly and stuff you're like man does, is this guy like actually like does he actually really have a heart i mean he must in order to get that soul stone because he had to kill gamora so if you'd really had to love someone then mm -hmm. yeah but i like how they did that with the mandarin and he just he was doing everything he could to bring you know his his wife back but i did like how they portrayed it i like how they uh you know went into the whole secret world all that kind of stuff i want one of those things as my pets i forget what it's called the little like dog fairy thing that has no <laughs> eyes I, that thing is awesome i really want one like super bad like if it was between that or those or the 10 rings that'd be a hard choice for me i'm not gonna lie it really would I'll take the ten rings. 
for sure. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, yeah. you're you're right, dude. Like that with the Mandarin. Uh, he was the villain of the movie, but he wasn't really the villain. You know, he was kind of like he he was just well, a he guy. was villain for centuries and thousands of years to the rest of the world. Right, but but and, turns and out the, the villain has a heart. Yeah, he's not in the sense of the movie. He, I wouldn't say he was like some overbearing. Uh, villain. He was just a man who missed his wife, who was being manipulated by the Ten Rings to pretty much destroy mm-hmm. his wife's home village to, for they able to free um, free the uh, those those dragons uh, or as they call them um, dwellers in the darkness. So mm-hmm. but uh that, it did ca- catch me off guard at first when the rings were actually rings. They were bracelets. But after seeing the fighting scenes, I'm like, okay. The way they were fighting, the way they were fighting <laughs> with the rings, I'm like, cool. You can't do that if the rings was on your fingers. I'm like, I, I, I'm going to say something, Kyle. I'm going to say something. This is right, probably fight scene-wise from the bus to the tower to the end. It's probably the best fight scenes we've seen in the MCU. Oh, like how it was all choreographed and As everything? Yeah, no, fantastic. Now, I love martial arts movies, so this is pretty much a Marvel martial arts movie. Like... And I'm and I'm okay with that. And I'm okay with them always kind of having having that kind of thing related to, to Shang-Chi. Like, exactly. Right? He's the master of Kung Fu. He's the master of Kung Fu. You know what I mean? <laughs> I mean, the dude who trained him was his own dad. His dad was how many thousands of years old and won how many wars and literally like knows probably every fight move that every other person ever thought of exactly you know? and then the actor so and then like, like great job casting shang chi though by the way with uh simu lu uh yo yeah because apparently the guy's training everything he's training muta he's training jujitsu uh boxing he did taekwondo he did gymnastics he was doing a lot of his own stunts and he it's like keanu yeah, reeves exactly he <laughs> killed it at shang chi and it's, it's pretty much like I was not disappointed. I think when I got the movie that I told you, like, this is probably as far as just origin. First Marvel movie is top five. It's up there with the first Iron Man movie where you're introducing yes, a character. You're introducing a character and you're kind of like, I want to see more of this character. Not just him. I'll, Especially because yeah. a lot of people didn't know who Shang-Chi was. You know, exactly. everybody knew who Iron Man was before that stuff blew up. Yeah, people knew who but Iron Man who was. Shang-Chi people knew who Captain America was, you know. And it was like, like this yeah. is, I mean, to, for us nerds, we knew who Shang-Chi is, but for a lot of the mainstream audience, they didn't know who Shang-Chi was until they found out there was a Shang-Chi movie, and they're probably like, who? So, yeah. like, and like, and him, uh, just Ariel, his sister, uh, she's a badass in it as well. It's going to be interesting. We should see at the after credit scene where she's pretty much running the Ten Rings now. So she's going to use the Ten Rings. Is she going to use the Ten Rings for good, for bad, or what well, I think? Something in between. Well, I feel like she's not going to be completely good, but she's not going to be completely bad either. So hopefully that's a Disney Plus show ready to happen, or maybe we see it in the Shang-Chi Part 2. Yeah, we'll see. I mean, I, I understand that. Yeah, we'll see. I feel like that, you know, I think she, obviously she still loves her brother, and I think she'll do whatever she can to help him out. Mm-hmm. Um, but I feel like she kind of wants some power because she was always Passed restricted up. of any power she wanted because, you know, her dad was like, no, you know, pretty much like, because, you know, 
the boy in the family, yeah. you know, the the son, and then the daughter who, like, shouldn't be doing that kind of stuff, even though he obviously fell in love with a girl who kicked his ass. Exactly. So, you know, kind and, of hypocritical, yeah. but either way. But she taught herself stuff by just training on her own, which, you know, props to her for that. She deserves it. She works hard. So, you know, give her some credit. But one thing I'm really actually happy they uh, didn't do with Shang-Chi, like, as a, just as a movie, is that they didn't tie in any love story thing, you know? Like... I'm sure a lot of people were thinking like eventually like there would be like a makeout scene or something with uh, him and his and his friend. Mm-hmm. I forget her name in the movie. Yeah, but she, uh, you know, but they didn't do that. They were just like still buds at the end. I was like, dude, I'm kind of happy they did that. Yeah, I think it's like you know, one of like the I don't people... care if they do it later. Yeah. I'm just glad they didn't jump right into it. You know. Yeah, I mean they kind of had like this some humor stuff in it with like her uh, Katie's grandma asking uh, Shang Chi or Sean as he was known. Oh, are you gonna ask her out? But. It's not like overbearing. There, I wouldn't even be surprised if they never even end up getting together. Which I guess is fine. Um, but I think yeah, I'm I'd be okay think... with that. It'd be it'd be nice that it's just not about all of yeah. that. You know, I think it's like the only Marvel movie to date where there isn't where they're like the main uh, where the protagonist does not have a love story with someone else i'm trying to think like iron man you have pepper uh captain america you had uh peggy carter uh, actually, mm-hmm. yeah, i yeah i think like thor you had yeah, thor had uh, uh yeah he, he had Jane, natalie portman yeah. which i would love black to have Pan- natalie portman yeah uh, black panther <laughs> had um <laughs> yeah black panther had nikita so Doctor Strange had yeah, and they, the even though they did, they Robert didn't make Day. it much of a love story though with with Black Panther, but you know yeah. they did say like you know they're that they obviously were a thing at one point or exactly. whatever and stuff, but yeah. Now I will say this: yeah, they didn't really um, into that. with with Shang Chi, um, not only we we bring up not only was her dad defeated by his mom, but it's the way they choreography that fight where it actually looked like they were dancing they were fighting and the fact that shang chi used that literally that similar technique to win over for the 10 rings to merge with him i'm like wow this is this is brilliant it's just like it's like she beat him but it wasn't like in some vengeful aggressive fighting kung fu way no it was just pretty much with her movements moving along with him or it seemed like they're fighting, but it looked like they were dancing. I don't know. Whoever well, thought about she's that, she's like using the momentum against him, kind of a thing. Exactly. And they fell in love like that because he's like, "Wow, I've been here for thousands of years, and no one's ever done this before. Let's have babies." <laughs> you know, <laughs> <laughs> pretty much. And then she's like, "All right, I'll dip out of this place, you know, because they won't let you in." So, ta-da. Yeah. But and, I wonder, and, do you think they're yeah. gonna leave like the borders open for that secret world from now on, or anything like that? You know, do you think they're going to, like, I, go in and out of it kind of constantly? You think they're going to change any of the rules? I think so for Shang-Chi and for his sisters because, you know, they, like, they belong there. Their clothes are made out of the same clothes that they have now. Um, yeah, the dragon scale. Yeah, the dra- and, and that's Shang-Chi's dragon in the comics, and his dragon's still there. And those throwers of the darkness people are creatures, I mean... They've been defeated. Now, I doubt there's any more in that cave, so I feel like they should be free to go in and out as they please. I mean, there are some cool mystical creatures up in there. They show, like, the nine-tailed fox and everything. And, like I said, these are not They definitely showed a part of the universe we didn't know. Exactly. And these are super spoilers. 
if you haven't seen the movie, it's been out for almost three months now. It's actually coming out on Disney Plus on Friday. So if you haven't seen it or you want to see it again, Disney Plus, you don't have to pay for it. Well, you do have to pay for Disney Plus, but you don't have to pay extra fee to watch it. It's going to be on Disney Plus. I'm going to watch it again on Saturday because I haven't seen it oh, since it yeah. came out. And hell, I'm be, I might see some new stuff. And I'm going to be I'm like, buy that Steelbook, yeah, man. What? I'm buying the Steelbook for that. The movie is like, oh man, I, I just can't wait to see more. And then the after credit scene at that. The after credit scene where, where Shang-Chi, his friend Katie, um, Carol Devers, that one actually shook me. I was like, what the hell? She's Carol Devers. Bruce Banner, who is back to, I don't know if you know this, he's not. Oh, yeah. He's, he's, he's up Bruce, Professor Hulk. Yeah. So it's kind of like, hmm, interesting. Uh, of course, but his Hulk. arm was still in a sling. In a sling. His arm was yeah. still in a sling because he he you know the Hulk hurt his arm, so I wonder if it's the same injury he's recovering from or what. But obviously he he either has better control or something. Yeah. But something happened, and I wonder if it is going to relate at all to the fact that we saw Abomination in that movie. Exactly, and the fact that we know that there is a She-Hulk um, Marvel TV show on Disney Plus coming out next year. So it makes me wonder if She-Hulk. Takes place in between before Shang Chi. Like, do we see uh, Abomination come back and that, but then somehow, you know, slides out? I don't know. That's, I mean, oh god, this Marvel universe. It just always keeps our heads spinning because there's so many different possibilities. Uh, oh my god. Yeah, well, I mean, something that's more simpler though, I would say, um, just because. At least we know for a fact it's just the it's a sequel is the new Hawkeye show that's coming out. Mm-hmm. You know, like that one. It seems like like the, I'm excited for that. That show looks pretty good. Um, I feel like it's gonna be a mix of like some seriousness, kind of like Loki with a little bit of action, kind of like Falcon and Winter Soldier. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm actually really happy they're doing something with Hawkeye because I love, I I I love that actor. I love how he is as Hawkeye. You know, because at first he that actor actually bored me, like in the very first Avengers movie and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. You know, and also in th- in the first Thor when you know when they introduce him, he just seems like boring. He's like cool. He's just a guy, you know, really good with the bow and arrow. But in Age of Ultron is really when, you know, I started liking the guy because, you know, when he's like talking to Wanda, he's like, he's like, you know, like the whole war is going on. He's like, he's like, none of this makes sense. He's like, look, you know. There's robots, all these alien beings. You have superpowers. He's like, and I'm stuck here fighting this with a bow and arrow. None of this crap makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> and then, like, later on when everybody ditches him and he's all alone and he's fighting in the battle, he's like, okay, yeah, guys, you know, whatever happened to Clint? Oh, I don't know. You know, well, yeah, I'll just leave him behind, I guess. You know, he's, like, running off and, like, mumbling to himself. I'm like, I'm like, oh, now I'm starting to like this guy. So he grew on to me a lot uh, more after Ultron, and that's why I'm excited to see this movie. I'm, I'm more excited for it than definitely the Black Widow movie. Yeah, I mean, I mean, it's. I mean, now that we know, yeah. we already know that that's out now, and that's not. Yeah, I mean, that's not I, I, very good. Yeah. but I'm just saying, like, how people were excited for the Black Widow movie. I really wasn't, but I am excited for the Hawkeye show. Yeah, I mean, especially, I mean, like you said, same thing. Like, it's gonna be a mix of seriousness and comedy. Obviously, it has to. For those who've seen the trailer, there's a Christmas theme to it, but there is something that does tie in to Black Widow, which is the after credit scene, uh, with this with Black Widow's sister. Who is actually going to be in the Hawkeye show? Uh, she will be hunting down Hawkeye just because she thinks that Hawkeye has something to do with her sister's death, which technically he does. I mean, they were both fighting to jump off the cliff. It's just yeah, that they were both fighting to kill themselves. Harder. Yeah, exactly. So technically, it's yeah. right. 
But the thing is, is um, bringing this real quickly back to Falcon and uh, Winter Soldier, Valentina De Fontaine, as you know, I she she recruited uh, U.S. agent at the end of the Black Widow movie. She's recruiting Black Widow sister, saying, "Oh, does she want to get revenge on the man who kills your sister?" So I'm wondering, I'm wondering why is she sending Black Widow's sister after Hawkeye? Like, why does she want Hawkeye eliminated? Mm. So I guess we'll... we'll Maybe he knows yeah. something. Maybe he found out something like when he was, during that five years uh, where he was, you know, as Ronan. Maybe maybe he did something to piss her off as Ronan. Maybe he killed her lover or something and her lover wasn't very good because it doesn't look like she's really doing things that are very good yeah i mean we don't know yet but i'm just saying you know kind of putting it out there yeah we don't know yet i just know that's a super mystery character i know we talked about are they building a dark avengers are they building the thunderbolts i don't know but she's doing something and i'm i'm totally so do you think hawkeye's off the grid still like do you think he's still trying to be off the grid with this family it didn't seem like that at least in the trailers it looked like they were like more out more in the city you know not really yeah, I, being away from society per se. Yeah, I feel like they're kind of integrated more in with society. I mean, I think the whole movie takes place in New York, or they look like they were yeah. they like didn't have that middle of nowhere house anymore. So I don't feel like he's undercover, but at the same time, there's there's people that still have resentment towards. Like there's people who has resentment towards Black Widow. He still, at the end of the day, was a Shield agent, and Shield got dirty sometimes. So there are mm-hmm. still people after him. So I, it's a, I can't wait to see this show. Yeah, I'm, I'm excited for it. I really wonder if they're gonna tie in more stuff. Like, I wonder if we're gonna see more of Sword now. You know, into the show since Shield's not really a thing anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we all know that Nick Fury, Nick Fury's uh, on a beach up in outer space and stuff like that. So he's enjoying himself. But, yeah, I'm really excited where they see where they go with the show. Obviously, the trailer was only, like, a minute long to show a whole series, so it, it only showed so much, but definitely made me kind of interesting. Um, you know, I'm, re- I'm really excited to kind of see where that goes. Uh, the other thing, there was something else I wanted to say about it, but I don't I don't remember. Oh, you know, no, it wasn't about that show, but it was about, um, it was about the ending to Venom 2. Oh, you talking about the after credit scene with where he gets I'm talking about that where he gets scene. transported to through the multiverse. Yep. Yep. Uh, and, and actually, one thing we could talk about real fast, though, we can talk about uh, with Venom real quick because obviously, for those who don't know, because the movie's been out long enough now that, um, you know, he gets pretty much transferred, and all of a sudden, boom, he sees on TV, uh. You know, J. Joman Jameson saying, hey, Spider-Man's Peter Parker. So that's that's what happens at the end of the credit scene, just for those who don't know. But sorry, spoiler, should have seen it. But spoiler. Remember, like in the most first, people, yeah. remember in the first Venom movie, though, that we saw the Sam Raimi Spider-Man poster? And that's like, oh, dude, they're going to do the, like, you know, multiverse and stuff like that. But he wasn't, now that I, now that I was thinking about it, you know, he wasn't the actor for that Venom. Eric Foreman was. I always forget his name, but he will always be Eric Foreman to me. He's always Eric Foreman. Yeah, so I'm I'm kind of confused about that. So I wonder what universe he was actually pulled from. Maybe he was technically pulled from the Andrew Garfield universe or just a completely different one. You know, that's the thing. Realistically, who says they have to be from those three universes? It could be any universe they pulled him from. But yeah, so now he's in 
the Tom Holland universe, and I'm really excited for that. And did you see in? Oh yeah, so you did see now the uh, the new poster, right? Well, 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 yeah, yeah. All right, but let me just preface this part real quick. It's okay. about to be some <laughs> extreme. I'm gonna go on rants, so yeah, we gotta be there's careful. There's gonna be some excitement, and there's gonna be some spoilers. We want you to listen to the whole show, but if you don't want to get spoiled by some of these possible leaks and rumors, turn down the volume. I'm gonna read. I'm gonna. I'm gonna read. I'm gonna read the leak I uh, sent you at some. No, point. no, no, no! Don't read the leak. Don't read the leak. That's too much. That's too much. That's too much. Well, this isn't proven. This is it's just proven, assuming. But spoiler alert! I'm gonna say it again, people. Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. Hell, even after whatever we discussed today, if something new's coming up, I want to know it. I'm cutting myself off from Spider-Man spoilers by the end of the day. I'm going to be good clean. But as far as now, spoiler alert. Okay, Kyle, go ahead. Alright, so this right here, um, someone found earlier this year and they said, this isn't proven, by the way, to any listeners. This is not proven. This is insane. But this is saying that this is a more summarized version, I guess, of what, you know, what no way home is pretty much all about and where it starts at and how it is but so here it is so there's a time skip peter is in courts there's a, there's a lot going on and he's trying to prove his innocence which you know we we kind of know that now because this came out before any of the trailers by the way people and everything like it came out earlier this year of 2021 when i found this january and the and the multiverse is breaking and the villains and there are villains from other worlds Doctor Strange is trying to capture them and put them into a special prison he made. The villains somehow escaped because Peter messed with some magic to clear his name, which, you know, we now saw in the trailers, so this kind of seems accurate. Now, And it's now up to him to get them back in the prison. Tobey Maguire and Andrew Garfield are in the second and third acts of the movie. There are some scenes with Maguire and uh, Garfield on their own. The movie's final act is on the Statue of Liberty that now looks like a big Captain America with the shield, which is pretty interesting, but I don't know why they changed that, but it's Marvel Universe, so okay. Uh, if and that's if they even did it, we don't know yet. The villains are all there. Holland, Maguire, and Garfield, too. There is a Stark reactor that all the villains are fighting over. All the villains, except for... And this is where I said... And this is why I'm bringing this up right now, is all the villains, except William Defoe's Green Goblin, end up in that prison. The Goblin kills someone... I'm not sure who, like, and I'm just reading, that's what it says, I'm not sure who, but Tom Holland's Peter was crying and got so mad that he tried to kill Goblin and very nearly did. The movie ends with Peter finishing high school. It looks like everyone still knows he's Spider-Man by the end. So, that, I don't know if that's a leak, I don't know if it's legit, but so far from when I read this earlier this year and how the trailers and all this stuff is coming out, because as of a few days ago, I don't know if anybody noticed, but on the newest No Way Home poster, you can see the the Willem Dafoe's Green Goblin mm-hmm. flying in the background. And you see the lightning from Electro, because obviously they've already confirmed Doc Ock, we've, and we already saw him in the trailer. We saw the Goblin Grenade, so we know there is a Goblin. And... Um, uh, and it looks like there's sand in the background. And I remember hearing somewhere that Sandman was supposed to be in the movie. I don't know which Sandman it is or anything like that, but it'll it'll be interesting to see um, if they do do that. But it would also it, what I just think is interesting is how they're bringing a lot of the villains from the Tobey Maguire uh, universe over, which I'm okay with. I actually like the villains in there, except for Venom. I like the villains in uh, his in his uh, universe per se, but. I'm really excited to see that. Um, what do you think is going to happen, dude? I mean, like, how do you think I, this is going to go? Now, I would say there are some things that are slightly different that has came out trailer-wise. 
from that leak. I guess the first one being was. Do you, do you think? Do you think the lawyer is Matt Murdock? Well, like you don't see his face in the trailer, but you see his arms rolled up sleeves with a tie. Like he, he dresses just like Matt Murdock does. I really hope they bring that in, especially because in Endgame, I think they already kind of intertwined the universes. Because I, you know, when I told you that looked like Foggy. Yeah. In that meeting in the beginning of Endgame, that was crying, but they only showed it for a split second. But the Netflix, but the Netflix shows have technically always been a part of the MCU because they always reference the Avengers all the time. Because it's by Marvel yeah, Studios. Kevin Feige, for some reason, just had a vendetta. I love you, Kevin Feige. Had a vendetta against the Netflix shows for some reason. But um, I would say the one mm. thing that I still try to figure out um, on that previous leak, which I'm still trying to piece together, was... Doctor Strange was in the process of capturing those villains, but then Peter Parker did something with the spell. So, what I'm confused is, is I think what we're gonna find out. I'm gonna ask you, when does the multiverse vert break? Because in the leak list, it shows oh the multiverse was already fractured, and Doctor Strange was trying to get it together. Then Peter Parker did the spell, but in the trailer, it shows it fractured when he interrupted the spell. But what I'm trying to figure out is, um, Cal, when does it? When does the multiverse fracture? Does it fracture when Sylvia kills Kang and Loki? Does it fracture whatever the hell Wanda's trying to do to bring back her kids? Or does it fracture during the spell? At some point, the multiverse fractures, and those are three key events. Or do all three of those events happen technically at the same time? We just don't know it. Like, what? When, when does the multiverse I don't... fracture? I don't think it's at the exact same time, but uh, this is just what I have to go on it. Uh, this is this is just what I'm assuming or what I think possibly is. Um, so I think the original cause of it all was in Loki one because the thing is that's when things started going chaotic, and then you see all the different timelines start branching out. So now that we know, so all these timelines and all these other alternate universes are now being created, and I think. That, you know, those universes are there now. So it's not just one contained universe. Like, now we know all these other universes exist. But I think that in No Way Home, when they're doing that spell to make everybody forget his name, I think that when he did tamper with it or whatever, that maybe opened up the portal for them to go in and out and access the spell. Kind of like kind of like how in, um, in uh, oh my gosh, Into the Spider-Verse. Mm-hmm. You know, with the with the reactor thing that they're making, you know, once his, you know, Spider-Man goes inside of that is where they get similar thing, you know, his DNA or whatever, any other Spider-Mans all of a sudden, boom, are sensed into that and then they get pulled. I think when he did that, it could have triggered some, some sort of reaction to open up a portal and any other, you know, Spider-Man per se all of a sudden gets pulled from different universes and that's how Andrew Garfield and Tobey Maguire Spider-Man's both uh wind up in his multiverse obviously and obviously with nobody knowing what the heck's going on but i think that that's you know kind of how how it all started so i think it was a chain reaction um and i think that maybe because the multiverse you know split from the loki series is maybe why that spell had issues you know because that's the other thing maybe that spell would have been fine if those timelines were never like altered and created because from the loki show Maybe the spell would have been okay and everybody would have just forgotten that he's Peter Parker and everybody would have been on their way. But maybe Doctor Strange didn't know that that stuff happened and then boom, now now there's chaos. Multiverse mm-hmm. of madness, per se. As we, as we know, that's the name of Doctor Strange movie, which coming out May 6th. 
Um, dude, I, I, we were talking about this earlier. I haven't been excited mm-hmm. about a movie like No Way Home since Infinity War. Not even Endgame. There's so much hype. Or it's the fact that we still don't know. We still we just got our poster and the movie comes out in six weeks. I'm actually okay with not having another trailer out. You know what I mean? That's just less stuff that yeah, we're I'm, gonna I'm see. Yeah, I'm okay with them That's, not because yeah. they're gonna throw a lot in this movie. Like I like I'm actually kind of like I, I think it was you that I was texting. I was like I I feel like this almost needs to be a, a part a two part movie, a part one and part two because they're throwing a lot into one movie if they're really. Having all these other Spider-Men, you know, come in and all this other stuff going on, and all these other villains, like that's a lot to kind of throw in in one movie. It is uh, apparently spoiler alert rumor. The runtime is at two hours and forty minutes, which will actually make it the longest non-Avenger Marvel movie that we've seen so far. As we know, Endgame, Endgame was three hours, and Infinity War was about two hours and forty minutes. So. If that's true, this is going to be the third or tied for second longest Marvel movie. Which, honestly, I could watch an eight-hour movie of this. I'll be fine with it. I agree. I'll sit. I, would, I could do that. I'll sit in a movie theater for eight hours. Shoot, I love popcorn. My mouth will be dry as hell. <laughs> but Yeah. <laughs> not, not if you get one of those theaters where, like, you just push a button and they, and they bring drinks to you. Then exactly. will be fine. Popcorn, popcorn, like those, and liquor. More fancy ones. Popcorn and liquor. By the six-hour mark, everybody yeah, will be fucked up. But you know what? That actually might make the movie fun. I, it's nothing like. Side note: There's, I love going to Marvel movies when the crowd is into it. When the crowd cheers and they clap and they're like, ah, oh, we're oh, just yeah. sitting excited because it makes the experience fun. You know, it's part. It's part of the experience for those. I for those who go watch Marvel movies and the crowd is silent and boring, I feel so bad for you. you I want everybody to experience yes. a live, exciting crowd. Cause you know, I'm in a Marvel. If you watch a movie with me, I'm gonna be clapping. I'm gonna be like, oh. Now you people may look at me the wrong way. Cause when Vision got stabbed in Infinity War, me and my sister was the only one that was clapping and cheering. Cause as you guys know, I hate Vision. Everybody's looking at me like I was weird. You strongly dislike Vision. I, I strongly dislike Vision just because, I'm going to say it again, he had an Infinity Stone in his head, and he spent his entire two-hour and 40-minute movie time running instead of fighting. Like, bro, you have an Infinity Stone in your head. What are you doing? What are you doing? But he's also Fight. like, he can phase through objects so people can't really hit him. Yeah, soft. What a waste of Super OP, super strength. I, I mean, like... Literally, yeah. I yeah, agree. he was soft, and I'm mad that Ultron created something so soft like Vision. Damn it, Ultron should have put the Soul yeah. Stone in his head. Well, I mean, and what if that happens? True. Oh, speaking of what if, um, yeah, what if is pretty much just what we and Kyle talk about all the time. So in a way, <laughs> hey, we're, we're, we're like the OG we... people of this. We started doing this before. What if it was even a thing? So yeah, exactly. In a way, uh, Marvel. If yeah. you need people to like help write your stuff, we're we're here. We'll, yeah. we'll we'll work for you. Exactly. Like we talk about what if scenarios all the time. So hey, Disney, Marvel, if you're listening, you know, hire 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 a brother. You know, hire us. Really, I got yeah, you know. I agree. That's pretty much our show. But speaking of what if. Uh, what if? Uh, my favorite episode, what if, was the Doctor Strange episode. 
is because you know that we see like we see dark doctor Strange. that one is my favorite that yeah. one is that one is also my favorite too like it, and that one that one hurts man i'm not gonna lie like it, it I, feel, I get all like all sorts of emotions from that one it, it was sad and it makes you wonder like yes in a way doctor strange is he's sorcerer supreme if we really wanted to, he could be mega OP. He could be so OP that no one could beat him. Not even a Celestial. Like, yeah. that's how OP Doctor Strange could get if he did, if what happened, and what if happened. Like, if he just breaks, he becomes obsessed. And well, learns so all these now that spells we're, and everything. Now that we're actually on this, so actually one thing I want to say is, because you know how in What If he gets, like, the darker clothing and all that stuff, you know, he kind of changes his look a little bit? darker clothing uh-huh. and stuff is what we saw on the train part of the trailer in the spider-man movie so yep do you think maybe and that that doctor strange is the one from that universe i mean well that's, we know it's well, animated but yeah. i mean that's what have been what i don't the, know yeah that's been one of the rumors was kind of like hmm, and it looked like doctor strange was trying to catch your peter parker with those trains so is yeah. it dark doctor strange you know i'm gonna say it they're probably you guys gonna roll our eyes there's people who darker strange that. It's Mephisto. No, Mephisto's never going to go away. Until we see Mephisto on the screen, people are going to think everybody's Mephisto. So we already know Mephisto's going to be on the screen, though, because of Quantumania. Correct. So everybody needs to calm the heck down. Like, for example, like, even though everything was about the Infinity Stones and Thanos, Thanos was only really... Thanos' first introduction was uh in the first guardians and then he was only in infinity war and endgame that yeah. you know he wasn't in any of those others and look at how many movies there were so i need people to kind of calm down in my opinion i think people should calm down on that whole mephisto thing we'll see what happens and i bet and i know marvel has a plan and i'm gonna let them execute the plan the way they should exactly and, you know especially after seeing the eternals which i'm not i'm not gonna dive into it yet because you haven't seen it yet it really starts to I, i'm just gonna say this i think I know who the next big bad is now. And I'll just... That would be the only thing I'll talk about the internals for now. I think I know who the next big bad is. But yeah. at All the right. same time... I'm just going to zip it. I'm just going to zip it. We'll see the movie. Get back <laughs> to me. And we'll talk. Yeah. <laughs> you know, one, uh, one other thing I liked about What If was... um. I, one thing I absolutely really liked about What If was the uh, the episode where you know I know I'm a bi- I know I'm fanboying right here, but when Michael B. Jordan <laughs> ends up becoming Black Panther, uh-huh. although it's still messed up how he does that, you know. But I did like how that's a good plan. They made that twist on it. That was a good plan, by the way. Yeah. it was a genius plan. Yeah, it was fantastic. I. I I love that. He was super smart. And that's the thing. He's smart, dude. I mean, look at... He's the one dude that was able to fool and get into Wakanda and stuff like that when nobody else in the world could. Mm-hmm. Everything was just rumors about Wakanda, but he's like, nah, I could do it. And he spent his whole life working up to that moment. So, but that would have been interesting, you know, if he actually saved Tony Stark and all that stuff and he did that, which... You know, I, I like and like I actually liked how they tied in all of the what if stuff on the very last episode, like when the watcher intervenes. I do like how they brought everybody from almost every episode into that. You have the dark doctor Str- or I'm just gonna call him Darker Strange because sounds like Doctor Darker Strange. <laughs> I like that. Um, and you have um, uh, and you have Peggy as as Captain. I think they just call her Captain because obviously she's got the British flag and stuff, not America on there. Um. 
You know, and then you have both. You have both Black Panther signal. You got the Michael B. Jordan one and the Chadwick Boseman one, like all together and stuff. So, I I like how they tied all that stuff in together because that's not what I was expecting. I thought everything was going to be all by itself. That being said, sorry, like you know, for those who haven't seen it, you can watch any of the episodes of What If in any order, which is nice. But you got to save the last two last, which was the Ultron one and. The last one. Oh, you never finished it, did you? I am currently on the last two episodes. Oh, dude, I just spoiled it for you, man. No, <laughs> not really. I mean, I think that I feel like a lot of it has kind of already had been spoiled for me, but I know they said technically it's, it's canon, it's connected to the MCU, but it's not really connected to the MCU, so it's no big deal. Well, it's just a different. It's different multiverses. Exactly. You know, different what if? But I still agree that Doctor Strange episode, that one and the zombie one are like the two that i i liked and, and i don't know if a lot of people actually know this but in the there is a a marvel in one of marvel's darkest darker comics it's uh called it's zombie avengers and it's crazy when you read it because <clears throat> in zombie avengers all of the avengers become zombies kind of like in that episode but they have like their full conscience like still while they're zombies so like there's a part where Peter Parker has to feed and he eats Aunt May and uh Mary Jane. Like he has to eat them because he's a zombie. And but like he knows he's doing it and it's hurting him like emotionally and like screwing with him, but he can't control it because he's a zombie. Like it's really dark in my sub if you guys want to read a really dark comic. So I think that what if episode was was definitely taken dramatically off of that one and i uh, and if it makes you feel any better hey man uh, vision was the bad guy pretty much in that so and he took his own stone out of his head since you don't yeah. like vision that much <laughs> maybe happy i mean i, I guess uh, another episode that's pretty cool what if was you know what if all the avengers were killed because you're trying to figure out out like okay like who's killing who's killing these guys you know and ended up being yeah. hank pym I'm like, oh damn, wow! Mm-hmm. Actually, I didn't see coming. I was like, I was like, but even then, it's like, I'm like, dang! It just shows how much the pin particles and Hank. Pin... Yeah, he, he really was like, you know, he in in the comics, Hank Pym is the Ant Man on the Avengers. So, it's you know, but obviously the age and what they decided to change it. Like, you know, Scotland's good. You know, he's good. Hank Pym's the OG, mm-hmm. so no one ever doubt him. But. Yeah, it's it's crazy how Hank Pym was the one that ended up doing all that and everything too. Like it's it's like though I really like the what if shows. Um I feel like they got better and better almost each time you watch them, but I still put Doctor Strange one at the top just because that one I thought it was beautiful. It was a beautiful, sad story. So Yeah, you know, totally. It's, and it just like... makes you think someone that powerful who has that strong of a will, that strong of a mind, you know, that one thing can turn them into something completely. Not only different. that. He so powerful that he can actually sense and speak to the watcher. Yeah, that's like, true. That like is he true. knew he was there. He knew he was there. And it's kind of like, damn. So I actually oh, do want to see that. You need to watch. You, you need to watch. You need to watch the last two because. Uh, okay, I'll, I'll do that yeah. after this. There's I'll, I'll because because you you have to watch the last two because he's not the only one that can sense the watcher eventually i'm not gonna say who or anything because i'm not gonna spoil that for you but there is something and that's what creates chaos so you'll see it's pretty sweet 
it's pretty freaking sweet. I'm not gonna lie. I absolutely, I absolutely loves it. So yeah, man, I, I'm excited. I know that we're running out of time right now, but it's like the what if series was good. I kind of want them to just keep making more what if stuff. Like have it just be like random. Like I'm okay with that. I wouldn't mind. Mm-hmm. You know that the same art. I think we are gonna. Get, I would yeah. like to. You think they are? I think we if are so, that'd be awesome. Season. I, I, oh, think so. I think so. I think so. That's what I'm saying. Hire I would us. Love that. We'll, we'll come up with some what ifs. We already did. Listen to our podcast. I'm, I'm patenting our exactly. podcast right now. So if I see you guys <laughs> use those ideas, then uh, I'm coming after you, Disney. But just come after me first. If you just do that, you, you got no problem. Pay me. You can probably pay me a fraction of what you pay your top dogs there, and I'll be happy. So, But, yeah, I'm excited for what if. Um, I'm really excited for the Spider-Man uh uh, no way home uh, like i'm really stoked to see that uh you know i really wonder if they're gonna if we're gonna see anything how they tie venom into that even more because obviously they already tied venom into the universe but i wonder if he's you know i wonder if he's gonna be one of the villains or maybe if they're gonna have him help them you know because sometimes he helps them because venom doesn't want the world to die so or blow up or whatever mm-hmm. you know because he's more of an anti-hero but that'd just be interesting but I know I saw something about Sandman, and I saw in a, what appears to look like sand in that poster, but nothing is confirmed. The only thing that's kind of confirmed now is the Green Goblin as Willem Dafoe's because of that one picture in the background, which I'm pretty excited to see. Uh, and I wonder how... Like, I'm curious to see how they got him into the verse, because obviously he died, you know? So, I, 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 I don't know. I don't know. We'll, we'll have to see. We're gonna we're gonna have to see, but yeah, I mean, other than that, we, we I are think, only six think, weeks away. Oh, dude, I know it's gonna be great. All right, guys. Well, I want to hear what everybody else has to say. So, I just want to thank everybody for listening to our podcast again today. I know it was it's been a while. Um, when I see Eternals, don't worry, we'll be back because we got to talk about that as well too. You know, if there's anything else that comes out, don't, you bet you know that we're gonna go ahead and cover that. So, I just want to thank to all of our listeners, everybody who's here listening on, all that good stuff. You know, get it, give us some feedback, send it to that email that I post on the website. So, this is the Gray Zone. Thanks for listening. Here and out.